0: It's time to go one-on-one with DP. Coming at you live from the Copple Chevrolet GMC Studios, here is your host, Derek Pearson, presented by Beatrice Bakery on 93.7 The Ticket and TicketFM.com.
1: Welcome to one-on-one. You can participate in this thing. We appreciate you hanging out with us. You can participate in the conversation four two four six four five six eight five. Charter Hammond text line. Honda of Lincoln hotline. Call in. You can text in. Be a part of this thing. Uh, the video stream is up, so you can follow on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch to do that. Rico, we got we finally got winners for the Super Bowl squares. Who were they? We finally got some winners. We have Ryan, who guessed correctly on Nebraska's leading score, Bo Spencer. Bo Spencer. Had 18 points. And Lemon comes in second with both players' names. Bo Spencer, uh, they actually had him with 19, which is wasn't correct. But they got the Minnesota player correct. And that is, let me get his first name, um, Chip Armalin, with 15 points off the bench for the Golden Gophers. Yeah, like who had that? Who, like, uh, you Look, picked a tough one. It took a little bit for the Google fingers to work, but everybody got it. Ryan and Lemon, congratulations. You guys won your Super Bowl squares. I will enter you into that. Get your names in the box. And, and that was at Devaney. The that was not at PBA. Yes. So they are, uh, Minnesota's 0-6 at PBA. So, ah, I love the history stuff. Let, speaking of, let's bring in our guests for one-on-one. And uh, I I feel I, I was Humbled flattered um when folks reach out and say hey we're paying attention to what you're doing um it's not always the thing that happens so when it happens i'm appreciative i'm grateful and we were talking and i said all right listen kent we gotta figure out this out man just come on in and let's talk so from the lincoln journal Star kent walgamart uh thank you for doing this oh anytime I- I'm, I'm happy to do so it, it's So tell the folks what made you curious. Like you reached out and said, "Hey, I want to. You know, I've got a couple of things I'm working on. Are you interested in participating?" And I was humbled and flattered and said, "Yes, uh, greatly appreciated." Why the ticket? Why the ticket? Well, even it it eventually even gets to
0: me that (laughs) 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 that there's some something different going on out here than your. I guess you call it standard sports talk radio, right? I mean it's not all hot takes and people that have never come within two feet of a game, given their uh highly educated opinions <laughs> ab- right. about things right and also a thing it just feels like at least from the outside that there's kind of a almost a community thing being built here. And that was what triggered it. Plus, here's this guy who came into Lincoln from much bigger places, doing much bigger things, running a little, relatively speaking, Mm -hmm. independent radio station. Mm -hmm. Plus, (laughs) you're being African-American doing that you know all of those things are like this is this is interesting and it's something that's happened in our town that's never
1: happening before never happened before right. it was and we sat we said to you says okay we'll, we'll, well you know we'll stop by we'll talk for about 30 minutes or so ended up being several hours um of conversation over this thing and I wanted to have this conversation with you on air because I found your history extremely interesting. Like no because not everybody travels and not everybody has the exposure. You're you're almost a Husker historian because of the amount of time you spent here and the circles you've been in. So for me to tap into that makes only makes sense because you can help me get a greater understanding of what what this community is is and, and about, and it's good to know that there are kints in the world, right? Who aren't afraid of something different. You aren't afraid of of somebody talking a different, a little bit different, looking a little different, um, thinking a little bit different. My thing with this thing, and as I told you is just to just create this super community and family of Husker fans who can get on the same page even when they disagree about uh, about semantics. But the basic premise would be that we're all rooting for Lincoln, the Huskers, and each other. And to me, the other part of that is you've also brought in
0: Jay and Eric and the the Huskers themselves, which – that really makes i don't know it just resonates a different way with than you know some guy like me that sat and watched games for however long you know I can have my take i don't know what it's like to actually be doing it right
1: well it it it's just it's a greater understanding, yeah, and I know that people want to be heard and people want their opinions vo- they want their voice heard and their opinions validated. My thing is. It's really difficult right now, currently, to talk about the things that exist within the major programs because they're not doing well. Mm -hmm. Now, we can come in here and bang our heads against the wall every day about how bad it is. Or we can reset and refocus and rethink. One, be proud of. It's hard to talk about the national championship years and not be proud of it, but also it tells you what should be could be happening now is that fair oh yeah and the other thing that you
0: that needs to be sort of taken into account is how much things have changed within both society and within the game itself particularly in football that that sort of have contributed to the fact that they're not doing well you know it isn't always Oh, this guy can't coach, and they're not. I mean, you have all kinds of things that have happened, you know. And we could run down that list as a hundred miles long, mm-hmm. but you know, here's one thing that made a huge difference. I'll give you one example okay. for Nebraska: is as soon as every game of every team got on the television, mm-hmm. that uh, one of the advantages that Nebraska had disappeared because nebraska was consistently one of those programs was on abc generally five six times a year right either regional or national game Mm -hmm. there weren't many other teams that were getting that many that much exposure well what does that do for you? you put your name in front of these kids that might come there well now every team in the whole country is on every week that advantage is gone. yeah, it might make better if you're on ABC than on Big Ten network, but you're still on every every game still on. that made a big difference. People don't understand that yeah. I guess yeah
1: yeah it a, a lot of it business the business of college athletics is louder mm-hmm. and more apparent, right It's not the warm and fuzzy anymore of the of the the anonymity that happens behind the program. Now, we know who all the spokespeople are. We know who all the communication directors are. Everybody has a voice because of social media. And sometimes that floods the market with information that isn't good for the players, team, or community. Agree. Right? That that ultimately, while everybody deserves a space to, to vent, there still has to be accountability for it. Like, you have to be responsible for it. As a journalist, you understand fact-checking and confirmation and going behind the, the story behind the story means as much to you as it does the outcome of the game. Right, it tells absolutely. You that. What's, as you put stories together, what are the building blocks that you use to put your story together? Okay, the, the first thing...
0: That it And this doesn't matter whether it's sports or anything else, is you start with some background, right? And you got to do a little research. You got to have some idea of what really, at least what's known about, whether it's true or not, at least the research. Mm -hmm. Then you take, like, come out here and do an interview with you, and you try to do some sort of, Um, what am I trying to say, bring in other sources as well, whether it's written, you know, video, interviews, whatever, and you put all of those together, then you try to put it in a, or I try to put it in a context that is very straightforward, and here's what it is that I'm trying to write about. Mm-hmm. I may, there may be a, a quote slant on it because mm-hmm. you can't help that, right? But you're,
1: you're, you're again based on your research, your work, right. your energy source. You then get to put some of your personal feeling into it, and you can't help it. Right. The the idea
0: that there's some sort of quote objective journalism has never been mm-hmm. because you've always done that. The human
1: what, the human part matters
0: exactly, and it's always going to be there. Yeah. But you try to be, and you also my. You know, I, I, I hate the idea that the, I hate the fact that Fox used this as a marketing slogan mm. because it, it devalues the words. But I always try to be as fair as I can to everybody that I'm or every, you know, that I write about. And if there is a balance. Right. And sometimes there's not frankly. I mean, I think media sometimes gets into this, we have to have both sides. Sometimes there ain't both sides, right? <laughs> sometimes
1: it just is.
0: Uh, but but the fair and the balance to it, right? So you're not coming at it and trying to hammer home a point, right? That's
1: your point. How, how about the, like, and this is kind of from my DC days, they would always talk about balance just means you're considering.
0: Absolutely.
1: Right? You don't have to Set the pendulum in either direction. You can simply say, this is what this is. Now, others would say that it's another thing. Asking to consider... My professors would always ask me to argue the the the, the, the pro and the con. Sure. And that's how you reach the truth. Yeah. is, is, is Because if you can argue the other or write or discuss the other, you, that's fair consideration. Absolutely. Right, through that. Uh, but you, what you don't want to do is
0: say... You know, in some extreme case, um, it's a crazy example, but like there's a crime, a murder, whatever, and then you want to write the uh, the ball- the other side. I did, you know, right? <laughs> there ain't no other side. There ain't no other side.
1: There ain't no side. Why they did it is why they did it. Uh, yeah. They still did the thing, and that exactly. Uh, Kent Walmart from the uh, Lincoln Star, and I, I was impressed. You were telling some stories about different events that have been here in town. How long have you been here? I came to school here in 1974.
0: Okay. Then I went to D.C. for a while and worked for the U.S. Senate. Mm -hmm. I came back to the journals. It was two papers at the time. Mm -hmm. There was a star was a morning paper. Journal was afternoon paper. Mm -hmm. I came back to the journal in 81. And so I've been at the journal since 81. As far as writing about Nebraska mm-hmm. or the Huskers, I did a little of that when I was in college, but not a lot. Mm-hmm. And then from 81 onward, doing various things, I've done football pretty much. I was trying to think last night or a couple nights ago. I think I probably missed I would say less than ten home games from '81 up until last year. Of course, that's a streak. Um, that's a streak. That's yeah, a,
1: that's a heck of a run.
0: So I've seen. I've seen. I
1: don't know how many hundred games. A couple hundred, maybe. I don't know. What? What? So, walk me through the. Give me a couple of moments in all of those home games that stick out in your mind as the most. The the, the most. Impressive, the most wonderful.
0: I will tell you the single most – it isn't one moment. Okay. It's one quarter. Okay. Okay. Scoring explosion. You know, you know Turner and, and Mike and Irving uh, and those guys messed around and were behind Colorado at halftime. And I think it was like 10 to 7 or, you know, 14 to 10, something like that. Nebraska comes out in the third quarter. They hung 48 points on Colorado in a quarter. And the only reason it wasn't 49 is they missed the extra point. 48 points in a quarter. I've never seen anything like that before or since. Wow. Wow.
1: (laughs) What was the most disappointing game that you've been in?
0: Most disappointing. Or the one that hurt you the most. <laughs> well, I don't know how many how many times that you that Oklahoma would come in here and catch them at the very end. I don't know if disappointing is the right word, uh, but but uh, yeah the uh, the those games. But I you know as far as disappointment goes, I think the ones that are disappointing are where they where everybody where where they they don't play well, right? And it, you might even win a game, and it's not. You know, when it, when a team it, – when it isn't a good game, when they don't play well, and that's happened through the years. But, boy, mm-hmm, there's been a few of
1: those over the last, mm, what, six
0: years or so? See, see, this is
1: where I trust the historians, the folks who were here to pass along. And that's why in talking to former Huskers guys who played in those games, coaches who coached in those games, and then fans who watch those games with 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 that keen memory of being able to tell you how I felt in the moment. Um how is the game experience different now than it was in in the eighties?
0: Oh boy. Uh for one thing okay, I'm
1: Or eighties and nineties, you so can yeah, actually
0: let me talk about how the writer experience okay. is okay was before i talk about the game okay okay in the uh, 80s and 90s we had much different access and it was much different access in large part because there wasn't as many of us i think i mean i uh th- we would the weekly press conference that they have on mondays mm-hmm. They still had that, but it was s- small enough it fit into a room in the South Stadium mm-hmm. and they'd bring in sandwich meats and whatever and all the coaches would come in and sit and have lunch with us. That don't happen now. <laughs> oh. Okay. Oh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. Oh. Just let just let that marinate for a second. Of what that would experience would be like now.
0: Okay, wow. and I can tell you, here's a little personal anecdote that'll maybe convey something. I had... Uh, Tom and I had got... Uh, Osborne mm-hmm. had gotten sideways over something that I asked him that he he did not appreciate. And I don't even remember it. It's 30 years ago or mm-hmm. more, so mm-hmm. I don't remember what it was. Mm-hmm. But... We ran into each other in a health food store, of all places, and kind of had a little talk, like three minutes of, okay, I'm not after you. This is da, 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 right. The next Tuesday, these lunches were on Tuesday back then. Tom comes in and intentionally comes over and sits next to me. Okay? That's a different, whole different way that you're looking at because of the access and because you get to know the people the other thing that happened that they did for years and i tell people this i learned more about football doing this than anywhere is on sundays after the game journal star world herald and i was there for the ap would go to one of the assistant coaches offices and we go through the game that happened the day before well, when you're sitting in the office with Milk Teneper and he's saying, well, here's this is this is this. And, you know, he had a, a board up on a, a whiteboard up on his wall, had the name of every lineman and the like the number of pancake blocks, the number of stuff. That, right. You start to learn those. You get a more intimate view. Uh, I tell George Darlington, who. George is a friend of mine now. I tell George. I learned more about football from him than anybody because he w- it was usually George or Milt. And, and then, of course, George says, uh, well, you haven't learned much yet. So.
1: Well, was- Darlington, he was on uh, the Captain show yesterday. And the storytelling is just hes top level. He's, like, he's the greatest. It's yeah. top level. So from a journalistic standpoint and from an operations standpoint, why would that not happen now? Why would the, why would those type of engagements not happen now I I
0: I two things I think one is as you talked about the business it has become much more the access is much more controlled yeah. okay um, you know you don't go to practice now we used to be
1: able to go to practice I never understood what it. was the what was the justification then about not allowing you guys to practice I I think it's
0: just it I think part of it was size. Simply, you know, there used to be seven or eight would show up, and now there's thirty or forty.
1: But but that's not that much of a difference. Like it's, it doesn't it re- I, really wouldn't matter, right? I I
0: don't think so. Right. But but I think the other is, frankly, paranoia. Oh, they're going to see something and tell whoever what we're going to do, or but 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 you guys saw as well, right? And Here's a a deep, dark secret. We don't know what we're talking about most
1: of the time. Like, that was the part, right? Like, I don't know why that wall has been built. Somehow they think they're protecting themselves. To me, it's they're preventing their fans, like the people who pay the bills, from knowing the players. Yeah. Uh, And and you could still get some player
0: access, but it's always in these more controlled – if you want to call it situation, right, where it's a Tuesday press conference and they bring in this kid, this kid, this kid, and this kid, and you can ask for two or three more afterwards. Well, that's nice, but when you're talking to a kid for five minutes, what do you really get?
1: Well, under those circumstances, he's yeah. not going to – so as you and I talked about what, what my, my mission and plan for the station was, was to have young athletes having those conversations themselves. Right, because them talking to each other will will give you more information than them talking to adults. Absolutely, right? Like in in, in a formal circumstance, and that's the branding that should be going on within the athletic program is to allow. I mean, think about it; those players are pretty interesting, brilliant folks. They're top level. Give them the microphone and let them explain themselves. And and what you said about talking
0: to appear so mm-hmm. to speak rather than me right who's their age of their grandfather yeah. makes a big difference right <clears throat> um and but even in a different sense okay this is odd but true there used to be a taco bell downtown and one day i wandered in there at like one o'clock in the afternoon and tommy Frazier was in there eating. Why he's not at the training table, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> Tommy's in having him some fine Taco Bell. Uh-huh. So I sit and he sees me and you know, he recognized me. I sat down and I got more out of talking to Tommy for an you know, forty five minutes eating Taco Bell than I did in ever in a press conference.
1: And 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 it's so much good in that. Yes. Because it allows trust to be built. As you said, you know, if you and Tom had a, a misunderstanding, it's much easier for him to come sit at the table and squash it or meet you and have a three-minute conversation. Those things aren't being done, at least not in the space that I'm in. The players are doing it. I'm not sure the coaches are doing it. And I, I, I think it's a missed opportunity. But That's just
0: me. Oh, I, I I would agree with you. I just had a – uh, Another little thought that what happens when you develop this regular thing is I used to write almost exclusively about line, offensive line, defensive line Mm -hmm. and post games. Mm -hmm. Dominic Rayola would come looking for me. After the games, because he knew I was going to come talk to him eventually. So let's just get this done. Let's get it done. Right.
1: And nowadays, I don't think that happens. It was weird. I, I've told the story a couple of times that, that, that I was next door neighbors to Matt Lubick. And I felt so bad because I would almost try not to engage about football. Mm-hmm. Because I knew he was carrying stress with it. And it just seemed like it was just piling on. He wanted to give information, and I was like, no, no, you don't want to do that because that's not who you are. Like, we talked about anything else. We talked about his family. Uh, I, I knew his dad, so you know, I knew Sonny, so back from my Mountain West days. But I think it's a missed opportunity for both the journalists, for the media, uh, for the fan base, and for the athletic department itself that to get back to some of the things that were productive, positive, and good for the program for everybody involved.
0: I, I think that's, I absolutely think that's right. I think you see there are some, like Sip, mm-hmm. for example, has some of those kind of relationships with people, mm-hmm. but there's only one of him, right? I mean, there I, I can't, I don't know if there's, whether somebody from the World Herald does or not, but it's clear that, most of the writers, most of the journalists are doing it at this one-step-removed distance.
1: I Like I said, mine is through assistant coaches and the players and the fan base, of course, since I listen to them every day, um, even the, when they think I'm not listening. Uh, I am. <laughs> I am. When they think I'm not reading, I am. Um, and I think it's important. I think it's an easier way for us to get on the same page. Like there, there are people that really don't want to be on the same page, but I think the majority of Husker fans would love to be on the same page about what the expectation is, what the wants are, and then the access, because that's what ultimately it's all about. Ken, can you hang out for a second? Oh, absolutely. Okay, so we'll throw it to break, come back more. Uh, you know, look, I, I think this is a great conversation. We'll have more of it here on one-on-one when we come back.
0: Download our app by searching 93.7 the ticket in your app store. You're listening to one-on-one on One with DP on 937 the ticket in the ticketfm.com.